Right. ADHD is one of those conditions that we've known about for many years. It has two main symptom patterns. The first one is difficulty paying attention, and the second one is a, a tendency to do things without really thinking about the consequences. So you're really hyper or really impulsive. The problem with this is those two things can happen with anxiety or depression or bipolar or with learning disabilities. There's a list of problems. So the challenge is when you meet a child for the first time, making sure it's not one of those other things that might be causing the problem. So when it's ADHD, the pattern is that it's generally there since birth, and then those other things usually pop up later. Dr. Smith, how broad is the spectrum when we talk about ADHD? Not, not really so broad. It's, it's really a very specific kind of problem. Mm -hmm. um, in younger kids, usually I notice by about third or fourth grade, they start to struggle in math. Usually by about sixth grade, they start to struggle in things like reading or classes that involve book reports or more lengthy assignments. Um, that inattention problem persists until about your mid to late 20s, progressively getting better as you get older. But as the work gets harder in school, the symptoms impact your grades a lot more. Kids with the hyperactive and impulsive symptoms, you notice those a lot earlier. Those kids are a lot more difficult to contain in the classroom. So they have significant behavioral issues that can pop up as early as elementary school. With us this morning is Dr. Jeffrey Smith. He is a child psychiatrist with Akron Children's Hospital. So let's go back and hit that reset button, Dr. Smith, and talk about ADHD just for an education with some of the parents that maybe are inquisitive for what we're talking about and might not know exactly what it is. So the letters stand for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And without getting all technical, there's a chemical in your brain called dopamine. It helps you to tune out extra things in the environment so that you can focus on one thing. And it also helps you to stop and think before you react to things. Kids with ADHD don't have the same amount of dopamine that everyone else does. So that's the core problem. And it's difficult, wouldn't you say, for a parent to do this diagnosis themselves because, one, they might be blind to their children alone, and, two, some of these symptoms are very similar to students and kids in the adolescent age of just growing up, but it's real important to get on this as early as we can, and that's why I personally think that professional help is certainly a way to go if you're seeing some of these symptoms. Definitely. If, if you have this diagnosis and it's untreated, by middle school, kids start to get depressed because they're falling behind their classmates. By high school, they tend to get more anxious because at that point they're realizing how important the grades are. Maybe they want to pursue a certain career or get into a certain college, and they're not able to perform well enough to do that. Um, by the time they reach their teenagers, they tend to be a little more prone to caving into peer pressure. So since they don't stop and think, they have higher risks of substance use and teen pregnancy. Um, in that first year of driving, they have three times more accidents than people who don't have ADHD. 
So recognizing this early and getting treatment can be very helpful and prevent other problems. It can really be life-changing, folks. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Smith is with us, child psychiatrist at Akron Children's Hospital. So, Jeffrey, let's get into the treatment. Once the diagnosis is made, and let's say you've diagnosed a child with ADHD, let's talk about the treatment for these children. There are two approaches to treatment. What we really like to do first is help parents understand, you didn't do this. This is just something that that happened on its own. But the way that you parent a child who has ADHD is very different than the way you would parent a typical child. So getting a parent connected with the right kind of therapist who can teach them these other kinds of organizational skills and parenting techniques is the number one most important thing. The school can do something similar called a 504 plan or an IEP. Simply by qualifying for that ADHD diagnosis, you automatically qualify for special services in school. This might mean that teachers give you extra time on assignments or let you take exams in another room where there are fewer distractions. The plan is individualized to each child so that their needs are met in the classroom. The third tier would be some kind of medication. Any medicine that increases that dopamine level helps you function just like everybody else. Those come with side effects, though. So usually anytime you use a medicine like this, there's a chance of decreased appetite, some weight loss, maybe some irritability later in the day. For that reason, medicine is not always our first option. We do that after the other things have been attempted. With us is Dr. Jeffrey Smith, again, psychiatrist at Akron Children's Hospital for Children. So, David, when we talk about the treatment and such, is this, uh, is this a long road? I mean, with once the diagnosis is made with ADHD, um, is this uh, six months to eight months? Is this until you see the change? Or once the diagnosis is made with ADHD, do we continue to treat this because ADHD doesn't necessarily go away? Does it stay and linger? And how long does this uh, affect a child's life? When a child has those impulsive and hyperactive behaviors, we usually notice those start to fade out a bit by the time you reach puberty. It becomes more of a, a sleep issue. Your brain becomes hyper when you try to go to sleep at night, and it takes a while to get there. The attention problem gets progressively better until about your mid to late 20s, but it does linger. We notice, though, that This is something that you're born with. It's part of who you are. So you kind of learn to work around it. Most people, by the time they get to high school or or soon after, they're not really on medication anymore. They find ways to work around the diagnosis. There are exceptions, but most improve. If you have to have a mental illness, this is the one that you want because it always gets better as you get older. Jeffrey, to wrap up our conversation this morning, and there's probably a lot of parents and guardians out there listening and saying, oh, oh, that's a symptom. Maybe I should get on this. Is the most difficult thing when we're talking about children with ADHD to get the symptom correct and to get tested and go to the front door of the doctor, the treatment center, whatever that might be, the medical institution to realize maybe we do have a child with ADHD. I imagine sometimes it's very difficult for a parent, one, as we mentioned, 
to identify it, and number two, to bring the child to the door because of ADHD? Well, there are many screening tools out there that can be implemented by several different specialties. So certainly you could go to a child psychiatrist, but your primary care doctor also will have access to many of the screening tools that would give you a general idea of whether those symptoms are present. Also locally in the Akron school systems, many of the school guidance counselors and school psychologists have access to some of these screening tools right there at the school. So initiating a conversation with any of those people can get your feet in the door. 